Amen, amen, amen. Go ahead and wave at somebody this morning. And uh, if you're watching us online, we welcome you today. We are honored that you uh, are able to join us and that we're able to enter your home this morning. And uh, we thank God for he is good and he is faithful. Amen. All right. God is good. And all the time. Come on, one more time. God is good. And all the time. Come on, online campus. Can you do that with us this morning? You can put it in the comment box. All right. And we're going to say it with you from here at the church. God is good. And all the time. Amen and amen. One more time, we do want to welcome our online campus this morning with a mighty uh, hand of praise. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise for our online campus this morning? Amen. We love you guys. And actually, we want to know that you're there. I, I don't know who saw my, uh, my Instagram post yesterday. You know, in the preaching, sometimes I say, put something there. I'm going to go back and I'm going to look who commented just to, to see who was there. Now, I took a, a, a little screen grab of all of those that last week you were watching us on the online, and when I said put some boom or put something in there, you put it in, and uh, so I gave a little shout out to you guys online uh, on my Instagram yesterday. So if you're online, we want to know you're there. So put something in the comment box, say hello, put up an emoji, put up something, and throughout the preaching, interact with us just as well. Don't just be somebody who's watching or listening, but interact because God is there with you, and this is awesome when we have this fact of this technology right now, right? Um, COVID shut down or closed the doors of churches March of last year when we entered a lockdown. As a matter of fact, did you know that uh, there's countries that still are not open? Their churches are still not open. Um, Sweden, and during Pastors University, I, I, I had the honor of, of sitting at a table uh, with one of, of a pastor, uh, Pastor Joachim from Sweden. Uh, he's got the largest church in Sweden. And uh, this, is a, this, this was the second Easter where they have to do online only. And uh, as churches had to close their physical building, uh, we were able to see, not just here, but other churches as well, we were able to grow because now we have two campuses. We have our physical campus that you can join us at, but we've got our online campus, and we are honored that we can come into your home. And even though buildings were closed, homes all around the world opened up for the gospel. I mean, I remember that first Sunday after they did the shutdown, the internet crashed at 11 a.m. when everybody started trying to watch service. The internet, Facebook couldn't handle it. Facebook crashed, all right, uh, because of so many people trying to stream through Facebook and people trying to tune in, and that is a testament. You know what that's a testament to? The power of the body of Christ. Can you imagine if every believer actually every day spent time praying for one another? Could you imagine the power that we would have if we together prayed for the president of every nation across this planet? Do you imagine what we would be able to access and power if we united and prayed as opposed to divided and talked about political parties? Well, it got really quiet there for a second. <laughs> We got to pray. It is God's desire for all men to be saved. Did you know the Bible says that? It's in 1 Timothy. It is God's desire 
I mean, we quote John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It says for God so loved the world. It doesn't say for God so loved the people you like. Because if it was that, you know, you might be missing the boat because there's somebody don't like you and don't want you to be saved. Pastor, me, somebody, yep, 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 every single one of us, we got to understand something. We're not everybody's cup of tea. And there might be somebody who didn't like you, but you know who does? God. And because God loves you, he sent Jesus to die on a cross so that whoever decides to believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And man, that is good, good news. The good news of the gospel. Amen. So can we give God one more hand of praise this morning? A little better than that. Come on, it's for God, not for me. We worship you. We love you, Jesus. We glorify your name. Amen and amen. I'm excited about what God is doing, church. I'm excited about what God is doing, what he's going to continue to do because he is faithful. Amen. Now, last week I started by asking you guys if anybody knew what this was. Come on. Anybody remember what this is? A paperweight. Yeah, it was a very expensive paperweight. But I brought it back today to let you know that the charger arrived. And because the charger arrived, the very expensive paperweight has now begun to be used for the purpose that it was designed for. Why? Because it has been empowered again. And see, I need you to understand something today. God, who has called us to be empowered, has laid upon us the responsibility to recharge. See, if you're taking notes this morning, I actually want you to jot that down this morning. That's the first point I want you to recognize and understand today. It's our responsibility to recharge. Can you say that this morning? It's my responsibility to recharge. One more time. Say it like you mean it. It's my responsibility to recharge. It's my responsibility. My responsibility. It is individually our responsibility to recharge. People can't charge it for you. It's not like your iPhone. See, I got married to my lovely bride in January of 2007. I tell her as a joke all the time, if I would have known that it was my responsibility to charge your phone, I would have put it in my vows. <laughs> half the time she doesn't know where her phone is, and the other half, when she has it, the battery's on red. And so we joke about that sometimes. It's like, you know, I was like, she's like, do you know where my phone is? I was like, I didn't know I was your phone's keeper. <laughs> it's my joke all the time that if Apple keeps track of find my iPhone, which they probably do, I'm a top user. In the physical, in the natural, we can charge something for someone. But when it comes to your walk with Christ, it is a personal responsibility to recharge. It is a personal responsibility to recharge. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to open up to Ephesians chapter 5 with me. Ephesians chapter 5, when you've got it, say amen. Come on, let me see. If you've got your Bible, I want to see it. Put it up. Here we go. Who's got their Bibles? All right. See Bibles all around the room. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to begin to read in verse number 18. Ephesians 5, starting in verse number 18. This is what it says. It says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, 
but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Verse 18, one more time. But be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. See, I need to tell you something. Being filled with the Spirit is not a one-time occurrence. It's not that I get filled and that's it. I'm filled forever. No. It, it, there, when you look at it in the original way that it was written in that Greek language, it is the tense that it has is a continual filling. Paul is writing there, and be continually filled with the Spirit. Why? Because just charging something doesn't mean that it works forever. As you do things, the charge goes down. As it just sits there, come on somebody, the charge goes down. See, I can charge this to 100%, but as I use it and I do whatever it is I need to do, as a matter of fact, this was at 100% today. This morning, 5.30 in the morning, it was at 100%. I haven't even used it other than turning it on and showing it to you. It's at 98 right now. What does that mean? The power is being consumed, and I'm going to need to plug it in again. And so that's what he's saying there when Paul is writing. Power in you, you need to, comes to the Holy Spirit, you need to continually be filled. But I've got good news for you, man. I'm full of good news today. You know what the good news is? God's given you all the equipment needed in order to recharge. All the tools to be able to recharge, the Lord has already given them to you. You know when you buy a new phone or you buy a new iPad or a new tablet or a new laptop, it brings a charger. It brings a cable. It brings you what you need in order to refill it and recharge it. But the responsibility is on the user to connect it and make sure that the power is flowing. See, it's our responsibility to recharge. Say that one more time this morning. It's my responsibility to recharge. One more time. It's my responsibility to recharge. So I want to talk to you or give you some this morning some of these tools that God has given us to recharge. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. We recharge through prayer. We recharge through prayer. You can jot down this reference and read it later. If you did your homework, you read it this week. But Acts chapter 4, verses 23 through 30, recount an example of recharging through prayer. I'm not going to read it to you right now, but I'll tell you what happened there. See, Peter and John, they'd been taken before the Sanhedrin and, 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 and the temple because they had healed somebody. And because they had been used by God, they were now being punished. Imagine that. And after they beat them and flogged them, they leave. And verse 23 of Acts chapter 4 says that they go to the house of one of their brothers that's there and the companions. And they begin to tell them all that was going on. And you know what they did? Together they began to pray. And they prayed a prayer like this. God, you saw what they did to me. So send lightning from heaven and smite them. No, that's not what they prayed. That's what one of, some of us want to pray sometimes. 
You know what I'm talking about, right? You're driving, somebody cuts you off, and it's like, Lord, give them a flat tire. No, that's not a godly prayer. Come on, you've been there. You, you know what I'm talking about? Something, somebody does something to you, and immediately something happens to them, and like, you see? Se lo buscaron. They, they deserve that. Thank you, God. No, it doesn't work that way. Their prayer was not for God to do something to the people who had hurt them. Their prayer was something along the lines of this. God, they're not doing this to me. They're doing this to you. God, they're the ones that are talking bad about your son, Jesus. And God, we ask you, fill us with boldness that we may speak your word, that we may lay hands on sick people, that we may walk in signs and wonders. God, fill us. Now, I want to remind you, two chapters before, they had been filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. But you know what they understood? Through prayer, they got refilled. Through prayer, they got recharged. And as they were recharged, the Bible says in verse 31 of Acts chapter 4, that the Holy Spirit came like a wind and filled them with boldness. And then the Bible continues to say in the next few verses and in the next chapter, how they went out and walked in signs and wonders. Why? Because through prayer, they had recharged. Pastor, I don't know how to pray. I got good news for you. All God wants you to do is talk to him. If you can carry a conversation with someone, you can talk with God. Let me take it a step further. If you don't know how to carry a conversation with somebody, you can still carry one with God. He just wants you to talk to him. And as you talk to God, you're recharged. As you spend time talking to him, you're recharged. Now, for those of you that perhaps are saying, oh, man, but I really don't know how to pray, or I can learn how to pray better, I got more good news for you. We've got a series that's coming in the next few months. It's called The Secret Life. And in that series, we're going to be talking about prayer. So we're going to be teaching you on that in the next few months. Don't, 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 just don't freak out. We're going to equip you on how to recharge through prayer. Now, another thing, right, as I tell you, a cell phone brings a charger, it brings the cable, it brings all the things you need. Another tool to recharge is worship. Another tool to recharge is worship. And perhaps, like the person who says, I don't know how to pray today, you say, I don't know how to sing. I got good news for you, too. Your voice sounds precious to God. It doesn't need to be in melody. It doesn't need to be in tune. It doesn't need to be, you know, uh, Andrea Bocelli. No. To God, your voice sounds good. Y'all know he's going to be in concert here soon? Patty tells me the other day, oh, Andrelli Bocelli, the opera's going to be there, whatever, and she's the stuff. And, and I was like, all right, cool. How much are tickets? She tells me what it was. I was like, well, I'll buy you one and wait for you outside. Like, I don't want to listen to that guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not because of the price of the ticket, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know. want to go in there and have AirPods on for something. No, but no, I'm just messing. I'm just teasing. See, his voice sounds really good to a lot of people. That range didn't go for me. <laughs> but to God, our voice and our worship brings melody to him. You know, he recognizes our voice. I, I don't think I told you this. We, we, we went to the mall 
couple weeks ago, and we were with the girls, and Patty went into the fitting room to try something on with all three kids. Uh, uh, they were going to, you know, matching outfit thing or whatever. And um, Samantha had been with me, but then she took them all. And while I'm sitting there, all of a sudden I, I heard uh, the voice of a little baby crying uh, for dad. And um, it sounded like Samantha. And, and I got up. And, and I started, and it was coming from outside the store. So everything in my mind started like, you know, like, like you know, I get up, and I, and, I after, and I was like, no. And I got to the point where I walked to the dressing room, and I said, Patty, you got all the kids in there, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, because I was ready to chase down Sawgrass Mills Mall. Where was the voice coming from? God recognizes your voice. And he will chase down where that voice is coming from. Acts chapter 16, we're not going to read it, you can go read it later. We tell the story of Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were in jail. Do you know why Paul and Silas were in jail? Because they cast a demon out of somebody. Peter and John get in trouble for healing somebody. Paul and Silas get thrown in jail because there was a woman who was a girl, young girl, oppressed by a demonic spirit, and they cast out the demon and they put them in jail. Think about that for a second. And they're there. Now, let me tell you something. When you're used by God, your battery depletes a little bit, which is why you go recharge and refill. And when you're going through trials and tribulations, your battery depletes. Come on, somebody. When you're on your iPhone and you're using it and it starts getting hot because how long you've been using it, that battery starts dying faster and faster. And you got to go plug it in. So they're in the jail, probably with a depleted battery, because I know I would be. And you know what they were doing at midnight? The Bible says that they were praying and singing hymns and spiritual songs to the Lord. And you know what happened as they were singing hymns at midnight? And they weren't, you know, like singing it quietly. No, it says that everybody in the jail could hear them. And you know what happened? The Bible says that at midnight, as they were worshiping, the Holy Spirit came as an earthquake and shook the foundations of the building and every prison door was open. It was a recharge moment. And in the midst of your trial, of your circumstance, of your tribulation, of the problem, of whatever it is, and your batteries is depleting, and you begin to open your mouth and sing worship unto God, your battery begins to recharge. And you begin to refill in that power and something shakes and brings you your freedom. Because we've been given the tool, but it's our responsibility to recharge. You know what happens when the recharge comes and the power comes? People get saved. As a matter of fact, again, you're going to read this, Acts chapter 16. Go back and read it. Just take my word for it. Come on now. At this church, we preach hard the importance of reading the Bible. And one of the reasons I always tell you you need to read the Bible is so that if I say something that is different from the Bible says, I'm wrong and the Bible's right. So I'm giving you homework. Go check me. Test it. Go fact check it. There you go. So in Acts chapter 16, after they come and the doors of the prison are open, the jailer runs in, sees all the doors open, and he pulls out his sword to kill himself. And Paul says, don't hurt yourself. We're all here. 
The jailer looks at them, and then this is what he says. What do I need to do to be saved? What is it that I need to do in order to be saved? Because remember what you are empowered for. You are empowered to go. You are empowered to make disciples. You are empowered to preach the gospel. You are empowered to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You're empowered for signs and wonders. So when the power comes upon you and you are recharged, people will see the difference and they'll want to know how to get what you have. See, right now we're in the midst of a crazy economy and people don't understand and they're coming it's like, wait, 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 I know, how are you able to buy a house in this crazy economy? Because my God is the one that owns all the gold and all the silver where moth don't corrupt and things don't destroy. It's my God. Things are going on around you and it's like, what happened? My brother Agustin, the Lord saved his life this week. Walking on a job site in a scaffold collapsed and landed on top of him. A little bit more would have landed on his head and killed him. Nothing broken, nothing wrong. You know what he's going to be able to say when everybody says, but how is it that a scaffold landed on you? It took five guys to lift it off of him. Nothing broken, nothing thing, because my God was with me and an angel was right there holding that up and I didn't get crushed. The power of God. That's the power of God. Spared him, delivered him. Now that's something he can tell people. Oh, how do you know God is real? Man, because that scaffold should have killed me, and here I am with nothing broken. Oh, but you got a little bit of a bruise. Yeah, but it ain't broken. (laughs) And it ain't dead. That gives me some joy when we want to sing and shout and jump, because God is with us. So one of the tools is prayer. One of the tools is worship. Here's another one. Here's the third tool I want you to jot down this morning. We recharge through the word, through the word. Matthew chapter four, verse four is the best scripture to talk about this. Matthew four, four. This is when Jesus is being tempted by Satan. And you know what Jesus tells him or or Satan tells Jesus? Now, I'm going to give you a little synopsis of what's taking place. Jesus had been fasting for not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but for 40 days. Now, If you're anything like me, after four hours, I'm hungry, let alone 40 days. Jesus is fasting for 40 days, and the devil comes up to him and says, if you're really the son of God. I don't know how his voice sounds, but if you're really the son of God, command these rocks, these stones to become bread. And Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. One more time. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We recharge through the word. Now, let me tell you something. There are two words in the original language for the word word. One more time. There's two words for the word word. One of them is logos. Can you say logos this morning? Online, come on, put it in there, logos, L-O-G-O-S, logos. The second one is rhema. Say rhema this morning. A little bit more, logos, logos. rhema. rhema. I'm going to explain to you the difference between these two words in the original language for the word word. Logos means written word. Rhema means spoken word. Written word spoken word. When you look at this here, Jesus looks at Satan and says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth 
of God. Now, let me break this down a little bit for you. When you read the Bible as a book and you just read what it says, you are reading logos. But when the Holy Spirit makes it come alive and something speaks to you and it becomes a part of you, it becomes rhema. Because that's the word that when you are then in a crisis, you stand upon and you confess and declare. Many people read the Bible just strictly logos. But when you reach a rhema word, you're able to be recharged and refilled. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the armor, right? We got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the feet with the preparation of gospel of peace, peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. When you look it up, it says the sword of the Spirit, which is the rhema of God. The Logos written word, when it becomes part of you as God's spoken word, becomes the weapon that you can use to fight against the enemy. That you can look and say, I shall live and not die, because God has said that. Where you can stand and say, I'm the head and not the tail, because it became a rhema word in you. When you can say, I am more than a conqueror, I'm the head, not the tail. When you are able to confess it and declare it, because it shifted from being written to being written in your heart, and now it's able to be spoken. The word of God recharges you. Now, let me tell you something. You can't read the Bible just as a book. Sometimes we do that. And all we do is we open it and we just read it. And we get nothing out of it. It's important that when you are important, when you go to read the Bible, you don't just read it, but you say, Holy Spirit, speak to me as I read God's written word. Because through the relationship with the Holy Spirit is when we get the revelation of what the Word of God says. And it's when there's power. So we recharge through worship. We recharge through prayer. We recharge through the Word of God. And the fourth way or fourth tool that I want to talk about this morning is the fact that we recharge by gathering. We recharge through gathering. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says this, do not forsake the assembling together as many have a custom of doing. The assembling together. I talked to you about the power of prayer, recharging through prayer. Can you put Acts 4:23 one more time up there? Again, Peter John just been whipped trouble for having spoken and healed somebody and this is what they did. And being let go, they went to their own companions. They didn't go sit by themselves in a corner to have that prayer time. They went and gathered with fellow believers to unite in prayer. And then the Holy Spirit came. Church, there's power and recharging when we gather. We can gather in service. We can gather in a small group. It's why we have small groups at our church. We've got online small groups. We've got in-person small groups. We've got our monthly women's breakfast that my wife speaks to the women at. They had it yesterday. They had an amazing, powerful time. We've got our monthly men's breakfast that I deal with with the men. We've got a small group that I lead with young adults. We've got small groups in Spanish. We've got small groups in English. We don't have them in French because I don't know anybody at a church that speaks French and has French But why are we working on providing avenues of gathering 
because there is recharging when we gather. Oh, I, I, I can't gather right now with people because I'm this. Yes, yes, you're part of this online community. So I tell you, comment with somebody. Don't just watch it. Say, I'm here. Pray for me. Amen. Put it. Engage yourself and gather. Don't just watch. Do you know that happens even in the building? There's people that come and sit in the building, but they're not here. Not in this church. It happens in other churches. <laughs> they're not here. Because it's not just go there. It's be there. It's a big difference. I can be there. I can gather. And when there's the gathering, there's a power. There's a recharge. There's a refill. It's like that static electricity that transfers. Anybody ever notice where there's static electricity and you like rub your feet a lot to go touch somebody? I can tell, Don, you've done that to Joy, huh? <laughs> Joy's like, yes! <laughs> your eyes were very expressive through your mask there. I could see what you were telling me. Like, yes! You know what happens? You gather the charge. And when you gather the charge and you touch somebody, there's a transference of charge, and that other person feels the jolt. And when we gather, there is a charge that begins to fill, that begins to come. And when we unite with that power, it's like Flash running really, really fast to help resurrect Superman in the last movie there, right? And he's there, and he's running, 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 really, 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 really fast, charging, charging, charging. And all of a sudden, he extends, he extends, and boom, there's a transfer. And it shook, and Superman, Kal-El, woke up. <laughs> there's some people that their spirit man is dead, but when they get to around somebody who's been charged in the gathering, there's a Holy Spirit jolt that will get them to stand and recognize that the power is real and what you got, I need. Church, there is power when we gather. There is power when we gather. We recharge in prayer. We recharge in worship. We recharge through the word. We recharge through the gathering. But we need to plug in and recharge. And I want you to remember this. You need to stay empowered by continually recharging. You stay empowered by continually recharging. Empowered for what? To go, to preach, to teach, to pray over people, for signs and wonders to follow you. You are empowered to make disciples. You are empowered. But as you use that power, you've got to recharge. As the worship team comes to the altar, through this process, I was thinking a lot about energy. And you know, energy falls under two different types. There's what we call non-renewable energy, and what's the other one? Renewable energy. We've got non-renewable energy and we've got renewable energy. Now, what is non-renewable energy? You know, non-renewable energy is stuff that it takes multiple lifetimes of people for it to be able to reproduce. For example, coal, natural gas, fossil fuels. 
Those things do not just happen or reproduce. Let's start playing something, please. That is a non-renewable energy. What is renewable energy? It's energy that every day can be used again and again, such as wind power, hydroelectric power, solar power. And as I began to look and read on some of these things and this empowerment and this empowered time, I, I, I felt it from the Lord. It was like, God, I thank you that you're not a source of non-renewable energy. See, you are the one that gives us renewable energy because we are empowered by the sun. You are the one that renews our energy because we are empowered by the wind of the Holy Spirit. You are the one that renews us because we are empowered by the washing of the word of God. That hydropower. That wind power. That sun power. That is there every single day and only needs to be harnessed. And you and I, we are the vessel. And as we spend time with God in prayer, in worship, in the word, and in gathering, we harness the wind of the Holy Spirit. We harness the power of the sun. We harness the power of the waters of the word so that we can stay empowered and power up the cities and the nations around us through the renewable energy of the power of God. Church, I challenge you. Do your part because it is our responsibility to recharge and stay empowered. I want you to stand to your feet this morning and everybody who's online as one, I want everybody just to close their eyes and bow their head for a moment because perhaps you're hearing this and you're like, well, that's not how I feel. I, I, I've never experienced this power. I, I don't, I've never experienced what you're talking about. And I would ask you to ask yourself, have you ever made Jesus the Lord of your life? See, that is where there is the transference of power when we make Jesus our Savior. And I've got good news once again. It's an easy thing to do. The Bible says this, that if you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, you shall be saved. So with every head bowed, with every eye closed, if this morning you say, I need Jesus. I want you right there just to slip your hand up into the air. If you're online, this is for you. Just put your emoji hand up in the comment box and say, I need Jesus. And if you've never made him the Lord of your life and you want to do that today, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And I want you to simply say this. Say, God, I'm a sinner. And on my own, I can't get to you. But I believe Jesus is your son. He came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross. He was buried, but he rose from the grave to pay the price for my sin. So today, I ask you, Jesus, write my name in the book of life. Come and live in my heart. And from now on, God, I'm yours. And you are mine. In Jesus' name. 
Father, I thank you for the power that's coming upon every person right now that made Jesus the Lord of their life. And Father, upon us this morning, I pray for a charging to fullness. A charging to the full. 100% capacity by you, through you, because you are the source of renewable energy for every believer. Lord, fill us. And not just to say that we have a full battery, but to be used by you to impact others and reach the lost. In Jesus' name. Come on, just lift your hands and begin to worship him.